Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm great. How are you, Jeff? I'm good. I'm just uh, showing your, your dates off here for your Saturday showing at the Butter Gallery calling wood. It's uh, no definite time, so just come whenever you want, I guess, eh? What time do they open till? Just gallery hours, probably 11 to 5 or something like that. Okay. Here she is. Uh, thanks for your time. So cool. I was going to tell you, my open usually when I've got bands is I pick up bars and bands. Not girls. I pick up musicians and bars because that's where I see them, and then I want them to come on my show because they're talented. I pick up visual artists in the sushi section of Farm Boy. Farm Boy, such a classy so choice. saying, hey, pull, pull up your pants, woman. <laughs> if it wasn't for the kids, maybe I wouldn't have caught your eye because one of them was trying to ride the front of the cart. And, of course, I'm obsessed with children, you know, so that's the one. And then on the way out, I got to shoot them a dart about, yeah, nice, uh, Patriots new, nice Patriots jersey, buddy. <laughs> I just shot them an Eagles, Eagles all day, every day on the way out. So just for the, the people that are watching and listening, this will be up on podcast later, but uh, just take some time to introduce who you are, kind of who you came, well, not who you came from. You can get into that as well, but uh, how you got here and what you're all about. All right. Well, I'm Chrissy Nickerson. I'm a career artist at the age of 41. I'm a painter. Um all-around painter, primarily landscape painter. Um, that's the niche I, I fill in the contemporary art gallery. Um, yeah, painter, artist. Always have been, been painting since I was a child. My parents have been very supportive of my art career, sent me to college all over the place. Um, did a year in, in Europe, um, sent me to an Austin boarding school in Europe as well. Tried to do some studying at the University of Calgary, basically dropped out, it was silly. But graduated from NASCAD, Nova Scotia College of Art and Design, with two degrees, a Bachelor of Design major in Environmental Planning. So I've got some environmentalism in there and a Bachelor of Fine Art um, major in painting, basically. And um, that's who I am as an artist. Um, I'm also a single parent of two young boys, eight and 10. I used to not want the art community to know that I was a mother because I felt that maybe it would hinder their idea of my ability to produce and to maintain a career. But now I'm actually, um, it's, it's a big part of my practice and, and how I practice. And one of my favorite quotes um, is by Picasso, he says, when inspiration finds you, it better find you working. So, you know, as a parent, I've kind of lost the um, the luxury of just painting when I want or staying up all night and painting all night kind of thing. But uh, now I've probably got a little bit more of a, a work ethic in regards to the studio time and when I can fit that time in. And, and um yeah, the boys, the boys are very much part of that. And I think at eight and 10 right now, I'm really finding, starting to find my space as a career artist again, and um, being able to build more relationships in the artist community and develop, get that momentum behind my career again. So that's exciting for me. 
and I, I think a good thing so you're in port Toulouse now yeah. your shows and calling with this weekend on saturday i'll put the details back up again how long were you in port before you left did you grow up here i grew up in port so um grew up rowing did, doing the henley thing all those years rode for st Catharines, uh rode for winston churchill where'd you go to school I mean, is that where you went to school sir winston yeah oh it's so winston. you're a smarty pants too huh Ooh, in the that's where all the seat. that's where all the bright kids go sir winston well, they don't they don't offer general classes, unfortunately. So a person oh, okay. like me, you know, you just gotta try to maintain you just have to try for that seventy percent average. Right. So and then so how long were you here before you left town? I left at seventeen and um uh have been away ever since. I've traveled a lot around the world and it's been awesome and been mostly spending my last uh on and off, I've spent a lot of my time in Alberta. My grandmother had a house in Alberta, so I also um, strongly relate to the Rocky Mountains, and it's a, a major home base for me. That's where my children were born, and where my home studio is, and really where I make my bread and butter, um, painting the Rockies. Um, but it's uh, I'm honored to be so Butter Gallery in Collingwood just picked me up, and um, we're starting a new relationship together, and. I'm super excited to be able to invest in painting my homeland of Ontario again and to be able to spend the time uh, painting the lakes and, you know, stuff like that and Canadian Shield and so it's nice to be home. What did you do before you were an artist? Um, I think in grade four, I used to play, I, my mom had us all learning how to play an instrument. And in grade four, she finally let me quit violin. And on Saturdays, um, I would be dropped off at the SPCA to clean kennels for hours. And after that, they dropped me off at Chris Katzkan's apartment. And I painted with her for the rest of Saturdays. Now who is she? She's this cool lady. Um, I don't know why we haven't looked her up. Chris Katzkan, all Ks. Um, she was my first inspiration as an artist as a kid here in St. Catharines. She had this sweet downtown studio apartment on, I don't even know what Main Street is, downtown St. Catharines, that street right before the... St. Paul? Um, maybe, probably. Right right downtown, single woman at the time. Um, super cool chick. I, I don't know, Chris Katzkin. I I don't know why I haven't... But as any artist, you know, I've had 50 billion different jobs from forestry to wait, like to bus girling to oh, okay. drill press operator from um, grocery stores. Um, oops, I don't know how to make that sound not happen. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, just uh, a bunch of random. I think most artists, if you ask any um, true artists, they're... Uh, lots of serving and uh, labor just just whatever jobs pay the bills so how old were you when you finally were able to say okay that's it I'm a painter now that's all I do for sustenance to make income to concentrate all my energies um, I uh, left a boyfriend and, and started well tried to leave a boyfriend and got into uh, forestry so as a commercial thinner for coastline forestry and maritimes for a while okay. and I only would get Mondays off um, to go do laundry and banking and whatever you needed to do. And um, 
finally I took some time off that job okay. and started painting. And I said, I'm a painter. I, I don't want to, I really don't want to do this. And so then from there, I ended up going to the BAMP Center in Canmore to uh, do a, a residency at the BAMP Center, an independent residency. And then again, I had that realization after doing a bunch of house painting for um, a good friend of mine. I've worked for him over the years, like over the la over a decade. And every time I paint a full house, I think to myself, like, it's so unhealthy for me to be using my ligaments, holding big brushes, being so repetitive. I, I should save my body for me and paint for myself. And um, I've always known I'm an artist. It's just cash flow that um, has made me have to, to do labor sometimes, right? Or, or sometimes I just want to hang out with my neighbor and I will go back to house painting. Usually around Christmas, I'll do a house painting job with my neighbor because it's, you know, we catch up on each other's lives and listen to loud techno and it's fun. Yeah. I, I, I like your reference to save my body because I've just, I've just lately been, well, I'm going to be 52 next week. Uh, but my office chair that I'm sitting in right now is trying to murder me slowly. It is murdering me. And, um, you know, I, when I, we met yesterday, I was telling you how much, yeah. how, how much, how much trouble I've been in with my body screaming at me. Sciatic right now has hobbled me for weeks. Uh, I got an hour walk in today, but most of the time, like, how do you stretch something that's that sore or how do you walk through something? And so... I was just bent over today and I feel like 108 years old and I'm like, my, I've disabled myself from my job because my job is sitting here, but Stand I just, up, I, yeah, exactly. I just noticed the other day that I'm putting my, I'm crossing my legs under my chair and grabbing one of the chair legs. So it, yeah. Yeah. you wonder why you can't walk when you stand up. So, but anyways, um, you're due mostly, I, I'm going to show up one of your pieces that blew my mind yesterday when I went through some of your stuff there at the at your makeshift um, studio where you're set up at your parents' place. Uh, so cool. But that piece was like, oh, I can't talk about it and then not show it. I'll just put it up right now. Here's the uh, website that's for the date. Saturday. Are you showing the transition? Uh, out of the Woods. That's in Collingwood. And then uh, this is the... Ch yeah, let me see. Yeah, now I'm showing it. Now this is, <laughs> it's busy. And like I said to you yesterday, this is a piece that I don't have to use my imagination to see something different every time. There's so much layers and detail and and you built in almost the, what, what's that abstract kind of, uh, anyways, tell me about this piece because it, it really, it set me off yesterday. Of all the pieces that you went through, I'm like, wow. Uh, are you showing it right now? Yeah, yeah. We're in the background. Oh, I can't see it. So, um, are you talking about transitions? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the paintings, I, I'm primarily a landscape painter. So I was invited to to join this painting, uh, a group show about uh, globe associated with global water futures, where they, um, you know, are largely investigating global warming and how to interpret that through arts and how to have conversations with the public and you know it's an interesting thing to to try to have that conversation at the dinner table with uh your family 
right? Mm -hmm. So um, that painting um, was developed through me listening to a bunch of podcasts and um, talking with my dad and hanging out with my girlfriend, Maya, and just having discussions. And so I, I wanted to create a painting full of drama and full of information. And um, I think I, I did that. And uh, I did a few other pieces in concert with that one. Um, never thinking that that would be the painting that I ended up showing. Um, and then at the last minute, I put um, that quote from Genesis, um, God said, let mankind rule over the birds and the bees and the, all the fish in the sea. And I painted a self-portrait. Um, and I, I put that on there in a really crude, bold um, way um, to kind of yell at you, you know, like, yes, it's a painting. It doesn't have to be pretty. The conversations might be hard. And, and there's just so many issues in there from to have that conversation, whether you're coming from a scientific point of view or political, political point of view or religion or what tax bracket you're in or trying to maintain. And there's just so much. Um, so I just wanted to capture some of that drama and um, throw it into a painting. And I had a blast doing it. And unfortunately, what you can't see in that piece is it's attached to a, a big projection screen. It's probably a, a four by, um, six foot piece or something like that. It's on auction through the town of Canmore's art place right now. Um, you could probably find that if you just went to artsplace.com or I'm not sure what the thing is, but through Canmore's arts place in, in Banff in Canmore, Alberta, uh, raising money for the local arts uh, community center there. And yeah, that painting was a blast. And that's the fun part of being an artist is getting to investigate and, and learn about whatever you want at the time and and react to it right um figure out what you want to say talk about it start the dialogue mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite verses and uh, i'm so politically and I'm, I'm so not like literate with the bible um but 126 like somebody asked me what's your favorite bible verse and you know i so much of everything comes from that verse. I, it always confused me because, you know, if you're a believer, my first question was, what do you mean let us make man in our image? I thought God was singular and he was the first and he was always there. So <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean us? <laughs> you know? I think um, it's a power of three, the, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and the... Yeah, Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. Father, Son. So yeah, it was interesting that that's uh, the what you picked out of there. But uh, the yeah, what, how yeah. how long does it go up for yeah. auctions? How does that work? The auction? Yeah, um, like is it open for thirty days or something? I think it's open. Yeah, minimum. Okay. Um, our place every year where I come from in Canmore has a a party called Creative Combat, and it's uh the, one of the parties of the year. It's a blast. We all dress up in some type of way and there's a dj and every artist paints for 20 minutes at a time and then there's this huge hurrah and people make it to the next round it's it's a it's a kind of it's like a big show and uh this year because covid it's not happening so they're having an online um auction for uh a bunch of the local artists that usually participate and all the money raised from the paintings that we've donated will go to arts place um right because they do a bunch of community planning and 
it's an important um it's an important establishment in Canmore because Canmore is so sports driven. I think Canmore has created most of the Olympic athletes out of Canada or something like that. Like our sports community is huge. So it's nice to be able to provide arts to the young people and a space for, you know, the theater kids to go to and do stuff. You know, you don't have to always go cross country skiing, you know? Mm -hmm. How's COVID? affected you personally well it took the wind out of my sails for sure um because i had stuff lined up to do as everyone did and um so that sucked but uh as a homeschool teacher i've you know caught up on my grade four math and gonna move into grade five math and uh stuff like that learning how to cook bread but i think in the end it uh was a blessing because um in the end i ended up taking my children to Vancouver Island to do my last artist residency in July. And I was able to be really productive and they were able to um, respect that a little bit. And it's, it's kind of, and then this, right? So now I'm here in Port Toulouse and they're able, they're doing learning at home through the school system. So I'm able to take them with me and paint regionally around Canada. And so that's, that's really good. And I'm interested to see if, like, how this will work um, with their studies. Um, and then maybe we can continue to do this throughout the year, um, which I hope we can. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and I've had two open, openings during COVID, um, which were cool. Um, I do some writing. Some of my writing seems kind of dark. I don't, I don't know. It, it might not be the tone for this interview, but... Um, I've, I've had two openings during COVID. Um, one was called uh, Yellow Jacket, where I talk about um, some of that stuff. Um, what, like, what is that specifically? What writing are you referring to? And what's Yellow Jacket? Is it a like a spoken word performance? No, I just write these artist statements. As a kid in college, you're always told to write these artist statements, like explain what you're talking about. Now, when someone asks me for an artist statement, I just kind of write whatever I want, how I feel, and that's it. So um, during my, my, one of my last shows was called Yellow Jacket because it was all yellow and black. And I was trying to um, uh, paint for me, paint for the painter, um, not worry about what sells and really try to uh, develop my own mark making and expression. And um, I ended up writing, it was right after uh, that gentleman, um, that man died uh, with the police. And the whole Black Lives Matter movement um, jumped, got up and running again. Um, so I wrote uh, a piece about palette and what's in a color and what's an association and how that makes you feel and stuff like that. So. Um, and we ended up having a pretty successful opening. The gallery owner uh, ran it by appointment and we still got to drink wine and it was great. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, no, great. What do, you, do you ever like just not want to paint? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That happened in- uh, uh, That's what I've been struggling with, like content, you know, I, I don't consider myself an artist, but you know, I have enough artists in and they're like, Jimmy, like what you do is an art that you're, you're like, you're an artist. I'm like, okay. And then 
you know, COVID hit, you know, logistically my life didn't change all that much because I think I've been social just distancing for years, you know, because, you know, whatever. I, totally. It's just, I yeah, I'm not, just not social. Um, and yeah, and then I have a hard time sitting down and producing creative work. And then, well, it's it's not that I when I sit down to produce it that I have a hard time. It's just I don't want to sit down. It's the motivation's been unbelievable. And uh, you know, I didn't think COVID, well, COVID hasn't changed my life much. I you know I've been social distancing forever, but I did notice I started drinking more because oh, yeah. like what the hell you like what do you do like so and so Cheers. I think we're all yeah thank you I think we're all struggling with and. and uh, sometimes I think it's late and like we don't really we don't it's not as obvious to us what is happening right like I had a, a guy on yesterday that's an anti-mask guy not terribly political but activist right and um Shoppers Drug Mart? yeah that he was pulling up the stickers off the floor at Shoppers Drug Mart and he caused a scene he filmed it and it went semi-viral not completely viral and today he's he's protesting outside of fake news 610 CKTV and the standard and then they're marching to City Hall but he you know he was talking about the only reason he's doing this right now is because he's got a five month old boy that I got to meet Zephyr what a beautiful like you know kids love me as soon as I look at them they seem to engage and so he says my kid loves new people he'll just start giggling and laughing and spitting on you and it was it was awesome but this is this guy's Sandor is his name this Zephyr is now Sandor's complete purpose in life so and you know I saw him today do a broadcast out front of the studio and he was talking about my child is five months old now you guys want to mandate a mask uh, mandate for another seven months. You, do you know how detrimental that is for my child not to see smiling faces when I take them out anywhere? Like, I don't think we really are present. And I don't mean to drag this into politics, but I don't think we're we're completely present as to the unintended uh, consequences of some of these actions. Oh, we just go, well, we'll just all wear a mask. Everyone falls in line and you you don't really get. You're like, wow, yeah. I, you know, I don't see faces anymore. I don't hug my friend. Well, I hug my friends. I'm a great hugger. So, but you know, uh, I did an event the other day as MC, and Juliet Dunn, one of my favorite people, she's like, "I wish I could hug you." I have, like, you can hug me. Like, you don't get COVID from hugging. <laughs> Just don't kiss me. <laughs> but I don't think we're really present to the complete impact of it all. You know, so. Sure. Well, there's definitely going to be fallout or moving forward or tons of different things that come from this for sure mm. um do you want to hear one of my uh little written things sure you got it handy yeah it's right here oh you do have a belt on you weren't fevin <laughs> <laughs> all right this one's called i don't know it's probably not i'll just share it just because you like the rant okay right? all right cool how long is it? Uh, my gallery in Alberta didn't share it, but whatever, we'll go for it. All right. It's called um, Lockdown, Slow Down, Show Up. Okay. All right. Hit it. I'm going to mute my mic. Feel... Okay, sorry. You ready? All right. I need to feel relevant to myself, to my career, my commitment to participate, to moving forward. I have always wanted more, 
more representation, more money, more reason, more attention. Then I fall off the horse and need to find motivation again. When I lack passion, I look to curiosity. How can I paint again? Do I really need to sell? Do I like landscape painting? Yes, I like landscape painting as an outdoor enthusiast, as a mother, as an environmentalist artist. Yes, I'm a landscape painter. But first and foremost, I'm an artist. Stay true to oneself, they say. It's my party and I can paint what I want. Will you show it? Will you talk about it? Is it relevant? Where will I go from here? Lockdown, The Rolling Stones, Neil Young, Crazy Horse, Nora Jones, all of them. They all, all knew relevant work during this time. Me, I stand wondering, where is my studio? Am I really a full-time school teacher, meal planner, house cleaner? Where are my mates? Where is my participation, my mo momentum? I am torn between creation and destruction. I want to remove all my old art from sight. I just want to pour paint down the walls. I have no patience for detail. I have no desire to struggle. I just want paper, immediate satisfaction. Who can satisfy me? Another bottle of wine, another rude awakening, another scheduled Google Hangout and deadline. Where is my relevance? Landscape painting, I need more. I need more time. I need my time. I need my own space. Where is Peter? Where is Sophie? Come over. Let's get high. So yeah, it's it's tough for sure. And then um, and then you know people just what are you gonna do? Well, it sums up a lot of your feelings there, and I think a lot of us can uh, sympathize with them. It's such a such a different time now. I don't want to use that new normal garbage because I refuse to believe that there will be a new normal. Um, yeah, we'll I think see. we get. I think my uh, my favorite saying now is, "We've been duped." So, yeah, no, it's so appropriate for all the things that I see in the world, anyway. Anyway, how do you uh, talking more about your motivation and kind of you, you touched on it in that piece that you just read, you know, yeah. it, how do you draw the balance between commercial? I have to do certain things to live, to be saleable and pouring paint down the walls just to make it look different and say that's art type of thing. Like, how do you well, like do if, it to make different just to say that it's art? I, I want to feel relevant to myself and my own artist community to have interesting conversation about what is art, right? I want to be able to grow as an artist through challenging myself to, to see how can I make new marks? How, how can I uh, stay interested and curious about the medium of paint, you know? Um, and then, um, commercially um you know landscape it's it's sellable it's relatable people can feel good and comfortable comfortable standing in front of it right there to be an environmentalist you don't need to um stand there and give people information you could even just paint um a lake that's been ruined by acid rain and um title it something with reference to that and then someone can look it up and educate themselves on on what acid rain is and the effects that has on the environment and why scrubbers are important for you know steel coat so um 
yeah, commercial. I, I do definitely struggle with my role um, there. And um, I don't know, sometimes it just makes me feel like a kid. You know, the gallery is the, the parent and they have these expectations. And then, um, and then there's me who's 41. I'm not a kid, you know, but, um, you know, I still need the gallery system. Uh, I don't have a dealer. I'm not big time. So, you know, I, I, I need, I need finances. And if I'm going to commit to this as a career, um, I need to respect the gallery system, right? So that they can show me the money. What's that look like? What happens when you go big time? Like if you had to write your, the, you know, the Hollywood story of your life, how, how does it pick up from here? And like, when you hit the big time, how's, how's that change? Well, maybe we can talk in 15 years and hope the best. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, some of my friends, they're working really hard. Like Pascal Ouellette from Kenmore, Alberta. She's working really hard and I can see she's, paint multiple shows a year and she's traveling to said shows and she's she's the bread well i don't know who's making the money in that family but i presume pascal's working really hard and um yeah i'm sure there's a lot of hard work in there um cheers to pascal and other hard work and i'm working hard too i'm not saying not i'm just uh more gallery representation i would love to have representation in toronto someday i would love to have um, more reason to come home and, and go on more canoe trips and paint them, right? Mm -hmm. I, I would love to uh, have representation in Halifax again someday. Um, go, go out on the Atlantic. You know, a more reason to, to what I see and express how I feel to paint and, um, and share that with my, with my voice, right? How much do you find that your uh, your mood or your environment or your I don't know what do you call it when it's an extended mood like you're in a little bit of a how does, can you see that in your work can and can, yeah, yeah, like absolutely. is it like a flavor that you can say oh yeah here's my dark day and you see this landscape is kind of depressing other people might not see I it wrote, you know I just wrote about that too huh? well first I'll say one thing like. Um, I think artists do kind of run on, well, I, I, anyway, I don't know about all artists, but I can relate to, um, a little bit of that manic and, uh, low, like, you know, you, you get going really hard on yeah. anything. And I, the real discipline is when, um, I think as an artist is to be able to go back into that painting you did when you were upset or whatever and finish that painting oh. later. I think the difference between someone who might, you know, who's got severe depression or um, some other mental illness wouldn't be able to go back into a body of work and, and finish it. Mm. But I think we all have that. And I, I wrote a little bit about that in this body of work that I did because I, I painted it um, in such a condensed period of time. Um, yeah, I, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote about it in this paragraph here. Do you want to hear this? Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, so this is about Out of the Woods and this body of work that I, I did in response to this canoe trip we just did. The work has had multiple stages of growth or setbacks. I am trying to honor the Algonquin school of painter's approach, the Canadian tradition of landscape painting as I do, 
but also in my own way. How do I make it my own? How do I stand out as a painter at a new gallery? The struggle is real. Phase one, paint. I tried to be realistic, local color. Phase two, I started to lose it. Phase, phase three, I lost it. Learned some sabotage. And now in my final week, I'm, I am where I am now painting a combination of traditional landscape and Chris Nickerson. So hmm. there's ups and downs to everything. Yeah. Sometimes I, I paint, like I sabotage and paint stuff out and other times comes off the brush, no problem. Now, what do you talk more about the sabotage? What do you mean specifically? Um, well, um, I had a painting about this size on the wall the other night and it was after dinner, after the kids went to bed and I was just so frustrated and I just mixed up a load of paint and I just painted it black. Wow. And then, um, at the same time I grabbed this other painting and I really blocked out a bunch of it into black, black as well. And then that night I couldn't sleep. I was just like, Oh my gosh, I just threw out 48 hours. Really? And then, you know, and then I let it dry and then went back into it. And I'm, you know, I'm happy I did that. Cause I don't want to just show a bunch of paintings just because I painted them. I want to show paintings that I'm proud of and I want to be able to show them as a, a body of work to my community. What I if said, you're, what if you're too judgmental or too hasty, or you're just in a bad mood that day and you missed something and painted over something that would have been completely beautiful the next day or 10 years out or something like that. I'm sure that happens, but are mm. we all our own worst critic? Right? Yeah, no, for sure. And um, it's like critique, you know, you could have like Wanda Ellerbeck. She's, she gives me the best critique ever all the time. I really appreciate her, every, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate her as a colleague. And if she comes in my studio and she's like, I don't get this. And I think this, you should completely take this out of there. Um, if I take that out of there, it's, it's my choice. That's not because she told me to take it out of there. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, and that's the same thing with your own, um, thoughts. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, didn't somebody say like, if you're not second guessing yourself, you might be crazy. Mm. So those of us who are harder on ourselves, at least we're checking in. Right. Maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I it, I'm, I'm fascinated by the whole mental process of it because, you know, we, I think, well, you were showing me a piece yesterday that I think you, you may have painted over, but, you know, some of the greatest yeah. creations ever artistically ever put together, you know, am I wrong in this that, you know, it's like a mistake? They didn't finish it? And then it's like a timeless work of art that's priceless because, you know, it's like the statue that fell over or whatever. So go Maybe ahead. We can rephrase that into saying, um, uh, you're saying a happy mistake, but someone could say, okay, well say that master or whoever, right? Let's call them a master, mm -hmm. you know, made this painting super duper fast. And someone could say, well, how is that worth all that? Because you can see that it's just some happy mistake or happy moment. Um, I would argue that that quick 20 minutes or two hours or whatever um, is all in response to their, their career of 20 years and everything that brought them up to making those mark makings that day are in response to their life and their 
their career and like all the choices they've made. So I would like to give them more credibility than, than to call it a happy mistake or something like that. Hmm. You know what I mean? No, I do completely. But uh, yeah. no, you were showing me a piece uh, of was around the corner from you, the right there on your left, that had a like a no up near the front of the oh, yeah, garage. Okay to your left no it was anyways there was a transition there was a piece of oh yeah cool there was a top of the one that you're showing me that's in the front like in front of you to the to to your left that's got a i don't know it's did you paint over it or something it's like it's coming through it's bleeding through it's got something else oh yeah there's like tons, tons oh of is that it there yeah okay now what happened there two paintings in here where um yeah i just took the roller and is, um, is that the one you painted black? I did paint a bunch of this part black. <laughs> black and then, um, I'm calling this these diptych fail, right? Diptych Dip, fail. Yeah, right, fail. right. Okay. Right. So they're, th those are works in progress. So oh. they're going, they're not going to stay like that. Huh. They're going to be revolutionized by Midnight's Night. Really? Oh, because they're going to, that's part, obviously. Okay. I have to pack everything up. Uh, tonight or tomorrow to to take to Hollywood mm -hmm. um, before 4 p.m. Yeah, so that's why I'm painting right now. So I just I'm, I'm basically just in touch-up mode. Okay. With the exception of uh, a few paintings that need serious attention. Yeah. So how when you're finished? Prep for the when showing. When am I going to be finished? Yeah. Um, tonight, I might have to paint some edges gray tomorrow, and then uh, my bow has to photograph everything. And um, yeah, I'm close, no problem. Cool. And obviously, you're showing to, so that you can sell stuff, but is that typically at the gallery or at the showing where people buy stuff or no? Uh, yeah, openings can be a lot of fun. Um, we're not having a super formal opening this, this time around because COVID, but yeah, a, a really good opening make some sales, have some drinks. Um, but a lot of, you know, if, if there's a client list, I don't, I'm new to butter, so I, I have no idea how it's gonna go, but. Okay. Um, I, I've heard they've already made a couple sales from my work. They sold nice. a really good one this morning, so that's a Nice, what's the commission? What do they take from you? They take what they deserve. <laughs> You're very diplomatic, <laughs> very diplomatic. And you know what, I was thinking, um, I, I went for a long walk today. I'm trying to work my my back out here and uh, just showering before I came down here. I'm thinking how cool it would be to interview the kids. Uh, I got to get them uh, the maybe one at a time, but uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I want to play that video because I, I seriously watched. I shared it on Facebook. I shared it on Twitter. I just said, "Who did this?" and um, I've I must have watched it 15 times today. Oh, I so just. Great. They got a couple of cool comments too that uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is the time to break the momentum, but I can see by your face There's that you're. Let's finish it up with some good old Monty <laughs> 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 Okay, I'm going to play that now and then I'll bring you back to talk about it and then uh, I'll cut you loose. We're coming up, uh, well, you got 40 minutes in you so far. That's pretty good. So this is. Uh, well, let me, let, you introduce it. Tell, tell us all about how this thing came to be. First of all, I'll set up up by saying it's a reenactment of Monty Python's The Black Knight, which is 
one of my favorite scenes. I, I'm surprised I don't have it memorized. I've seen that scene like hundreds, hundreds of times. So your kids reenacted it. Uh, tell us who all starred in it and who's all responsible for this masterpiece that's already got a couple thousand views since July or something. Well, we did it in the end of July. It's called The Black Knight, Monty Python reenactment. It was Arnold's, um, my uh, grade four student's final English project, but he has a gift for memorizing lines. And, you know, who knows, maybe he'll be an actor someday. He enjoys, he can recite full, um, what's that guy's name? Weird Al Kovic. Mm -hmm. Full songs, like 10 minute songs he can go for. Uh, incredible. And um, yeah, so he, he really wanted to do that. He said it was his favorite movie at the time. Um, I helped him with the costumes. Uh, Bo Brandon Evans, it's on his YouTube thing um, channel. Um, he did the editing with Arnold. And uh, yeah, don't, don't cut out before the credits because I think they're really great. <laughs> and then a bunch of neighborhood kids and- uh, Oh, really? Uh, Sorry, yeah. say again, neighborhood kids and what? A bunch of neighborhood kids so my son's the uh king arthur and my youngest son is the green knight and then uh some of our neighborhood kids that we have been hanging out with during covid um and and uh that's just the creek right behind our house that's our backyard wow yeah kenmore is a gorgeous place mm. so, awesome okay yeah, let's uh yeah. check it out uh, where am I going? The Black Knight. Oh, we can go full screen here because nobody's. Uh... Yeah, go for it. Everyone's gonna want to see it full screen. Okay, we're rolling. Oh, hang on. Hold up. There we go. Now we got some sound. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> 
stupid bastard. You've got the love left. Yes, I have. Look. It's just a flesh wound. Look. Oh, I'm your leg. Right, the idea for that. You're what? I'm invincible. You're a loony. The Black Knight always triumphs. Come at you. How about you? Oh, had enough? Come on, then. Right there. Right, we'll call it a job. Come on, Patsy. I'm killing myself over here. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna stay through the uh, credits here. <laughs> wow. Huh. I might have to watch that a few more times today. <laughs> oh, okay. We could turn the volume down there. It makes the parents happy because they're like. Sorry, go again. It made my dad happy. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's beautiful. I made my day today. Oh, we still got credits. I don't want to cut so... Oh, there, you got some props too, Chrissy. Nice. <laughs> I was definitely involved. Catering. <laughs> Stunt assistance and special effects. <laughs> awesome. Okay, here we go. Canadian Fine Art. Uh, CN Fine Art is the website. CNFineArt.ca. Butter Gallery, Saturday. This uh, weekend, September 19th in Collingwood. Collingwood, yes, exactly. Oops, wrong. Oh my gosh, I don't want to go here. Um, where are you? Oh, there's transitions. That's my piece. I'm going to have to make a, a offer on it. And there you are. Thank you so much for your time. Thank um, you for having me. And for nice being open. You. I mean, I'm sorry, go again. It was nice to meet you again. Yeah, no, and I appreciate your openness. Uh, you know, the guy that calls you out of the blue and says, uh, you know, you shouldn't really drive around with uh, your uh, website on your vehicle. And you're immediately you're like, oh, sorry, did I blow a stop sign or something? I'm like, no, I just uh, I just uh, give your son a hard time and, and farm boy. And you're like, oh, you're that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> Next thing no, you know. No, everybody's been shopping at Farm Boy. That's where all the celebrities go, right? There you go. There you go. Anyways, good luck this weekend. Uh, give my love to the crew, the kids, and uh, and your man too. That's a man. He just he made my day with that video. So you never know where the people are coming from. They're gonna make a difference for you. So you did. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. Talk to you later. All right. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye.